in the high desert in the great American Southwest. Welcome to Coast to Coast AM. John, welcome to the program. Good to have you with us. You're with us. You're with us. You're with us. Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast podcast where I sit down with my brother and talk about Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul. Hey, I'm Chris, and I'm the guy that doesn't listen to Coast to Coast AM and I guess believes some of this stuff. Believes a lot of it. And Chris, I don't know whether or not you're going to believe this one. It's pretty, pretty unbelievable what we're talking about today. Is it inexplicable? I would call it inexplicable for certain. Okay, perfect. For certain. So what we're talking about today, Chris, is the Art Bell 1990s classic Coast to Coast AM episode, Mel's Hole. Mel's Hole. So this sounds like very dirty to me. It's it's a pretty dirty episode, I'll tell you that much. It is about a man who claimed that there was a hole on his lands okay, that so didn't it's not, have a bottom. It's not actually a hole on a man named Mel's bottom. No, oh, okay. You went weird with it. No, that's <laughs> not what it is. Okay. I mean, this it is, is in the dirt, right? It's, that's where my it's a hole went. in the ground. It's a hole in the ground okay. that doesn't have a bottom, or at least not one this guy can find. It, but it's not a a bottom hole. No, no. So <laughs> this guy called in to Coast to Coast to talk about this giant hole, and it is a saga of Mel and his hole uh, that we will be talking about today. Like I said, dude, this is one of the most classic episodes. Like there's, really? um, yeah, there's there's a few uh, guests that art had on that i think really stuck in people's brains um there's uh, a, a priest that called in about exorcisms that people were really into there are a couple episodes like with bob lazar that people are really into but mel's hole is a classic wow dude yeah. i can't wait man i yeah. mean it doesn't sound like it would be something that would be on coast to coast am like a hole in the ground but yeah. i'm sure there are shocking paranormal and conspiratorial things that this hole is doing yeah there are there are, it's very strange and for those uh art bell fans we will cover uh father malachi martin at some point but we're going with mel's hole today all but right chris as always before we jump into our main segment to break down we got to check in with tim banal timmy banal dude all right yeah let's go I'm telling so, you, dude, we're going to have to get this guy a drink at some point. Like, uh, we have if we, to. If we go to like a coast to coast AM like conference or expo or something and he's there, going to have to buy this man a drink. Oh, 100%. I, we may just need to reach out to him and be like, what city are you in? Where and then are we're you? There, we're <laughs> coming. Dude, let's get a Tim Banal uh, interview. Dude, I want a Tim Banal t-shirt to wear during the Tim Banal interview. There you go. There you go. So, uh, and there are there are conferences we can go to. If you pay like 200 bucks, you can have dinner with George Nori. Well, dude, you think there's like a media, like a media discount? A media pass? Probably not, because I don't think anyone from the media is talking to George. Well, uh, aren't we a part of the media? Dude? We'll be the, the first. Podcast media ecosystem. We are. We, we got to get badges, press badges. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get one of those uh, fedoras and put a little press piece of paper in it, like the old 1920s uh, gumshoes. With a little notepad, you start running around looking for a scoop. 
Yeah, I'm looking yeah. for a scoop. I'm looking for a scoop. Well, I got a scoop here for you, Chris. Okay. Hot off the me. presses from Tim Banal. All right. What are we what are we reading about today? Right. From the Coast to Coast blog, increased number of possible possessions prompt Catholic exorcists to call for help. Oh, uh-oh. Oh, spooky. Spooky. I'm feeling spooky today. Yeah, dude. I, I can't believe there's so many exorcisms going on. Oh, oh there's a lot, Chris. So seeing a real uptick. And yep. the number of demons coming up from hell. Huh? It is demon summer, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so it was hot boy summer last year. It's hot demon summer. Hot this demon, year. fresh out of hell. Yeah. Uh, so from from the article by Tim Banal, Okay. A worrisome survey of Catholic exorcists found that they feel overwhelmed by the sheer number of potentially possessed people coming to them for help to the point that they are asking the church to provide them with assistance. Wow. The troubling trend reportedly came to light during an annual conference of priests who specialize in the practice of casting demons out of unfortunate individuals, which <laughs> I will say that sounds like a fun conference. That sounds like a fun conference, dude. I bet those priests, they're all drunks, right? Oh, 100%. Do like they 100%. Got, yeah, they all okay. have flasks. Yeah, they're, they're sipping from those flasks most of the time i have seen enough exorcism movies that i know that those guys are alcoholics because they've seen some shit they see dude they fought the devil himself yeah i think it was father malachi martin that said that every time you perform an exorcism a part of your soul is taken and wow. that's dark that is very <laughs> i would drink a little extra whiskey if i was <laughs> yeah dude oh my god yeah. what do you think is the most common flask substance for priests it's got to be regional right like if you're in it's ireland it's got to be regional scotch yeah i was know? gonna say no definitely irish whiskey oh sorry I, yeah irish whiskey not scotch yeah that's protestant brews you're dude. right i'm being a bastard yeah all right so but Go ahead. No, okay, back to the article. Back to the article. Speaking to researchers from the Catholic Church's Educational Institute, Pontifical Anathem Regina Apostolorum. I don't know how to read Latin. Yeah, I was going to say that is super Latin. Yeah, very Latin. The 120 exorcists in attendance at the event raise serious concerns about managing the myriad of possible possessions that they are currently encountering, with some saying they receive a staggering 30 to 50 reports per day. Wait, each individual priest? Yes, is... some of the priests reported that they're getting 30 to 50 exorcism or ex needs of exorcism reports per day. Demons oh reports. my God, man. It's a lot of possessions. Demons out of hell just going, just wiling out, man. Hot demon summer, man. They just Hot came up. summer. They're ready to party. Yeah. So in the face of this monstrous workload, the exorcists called upon the Catholic Church to provide them with additional resources, specifically access to psychologists in order to determine if an individual <laughs> is actually possessed smart. or if they are afflicted with a mental illness. Smart. That's a smart <laughs> move by these uh, Catholic priests that, hey, maybe these people need <laughs> mental help. I'm glad that we're there, though, because I think there was a point in history where that was not the first thing that was thought. So at least these guys are like, let's get the psychologists involved. Yeah, it was you know? probably up until the 80s. Probably. <laughs> I mean, this is probably a recent phenomenon. It was like 2005 and they were like, guys, we guys, should probably get a psychologist before we step in. <laughs> and I feel like Pope Francis, he can't be a big exorcist guy. 
No, he could not be. He does not have that vibe at all. He's actually very much like an earthly realm pope. Yeah. I think more so than a lot of Catholics would actually want. He's grounded. He's grounded. Yeah. He's talking about climate change, dude. What kind of pope talks about climate change? Lame. Lame. Talk Lame about pope. Talk about exorcisms and demons, dude. That's what I want from my Catholic way more pope. metal. Yeah. I want the metal. Yeah, give me more metal from my uh, Catholic uh, hierarchy. Indeed. So one priest who encountered this conundrum recounted how he was forced to independently enlist such a professional when a young woman's parents were divided over what had caused her to attack a group of monks and assail them with insults spoken in Latin. Very demony. Uh, where do you encounter monks on a regular basis? Wherever this lady was, apparently. And then she just started hurling... Latin insults at them. This is not in the U.S. I feel like no, I've never crazy. actually seen a monk like in public. Maybe like uh, at yeah. a, like at an airport or something. <laughs> I may have seen one, but I don't think I've ever like even going to a Catholic church, going to Catholic school growing up. I don't think I've ever seen a monk. If I wanted to harass a monk, I don't know how I would do that. I don't know where to find one. Yeah. Well, a monastery is where you would find one. But again, I don't know where that is. I guess I now where we grew up in Arkansas, there was actually a nunnery or a coven. Was there? A covent. Are they called covens? A nunnery. I think they're called covens, not covens. Covents Coven. with a T. Covents with a T. Oh, not a coven. Yeah, that's a more fun. Co a coven's a lot more fun. A coven of nuns. <laughs> I've seen the witch. Thing. Yeah, that's fun. Go All on. right, so. He indicated that it was ultimately determined that the woman was possessed and she was freed from the demonic grip following an arduous nine hour long exorcism. Wow. That's a hell of an exorcism. It's a long one, man. Get so, it? A uh, hell of an exorcism. I've missed that. I missed <laughs> that. <laughs> so beyond feeling as if they were forced to take the burden of helping possibly possess people by themselves, the exorcist also expressed unhappiness with having to perform the ritual for those who were sick with COVID-19 as it puts their own health at risk. Well, naturally. Do you think COVID-19 is the reason there's so many more demons coming onto our plane? Do you think it was some kind of like the illness got into us and it opened up some kind of hellish portal <laughs> do you want the the real answer or the the fun answer give me both of them i want both answers the fun answer is hell yeah dude that's what it is covid19 exactly, is causing the anthony fauci <laughs> this is the reason he went to china to start the virus was to open up a plane into hell which is why everyone had to catch it dude <laughs> That's yeah, that's next on OAN. You're gonna hear that conspiracy, oh, man. But man. No, the the real answer is you that, heard like, it here first. You people. heard it here first. So the real answer is a hundred percent it's caused by COVID, but more likely because the pandemic has broken everyone's brains. Everyone right. is like very severely damaged from it. Yes, it was scarring for a lot of individuals. So I could very easily see um the the trauma that we've all kind of incurred together bringing an increased number of reported possessions, especially amongst people who, um, you know, are, are more likely to believe in that kind of thing or do have some right. sort of mental illness. I think. That well, and sense. if you were, if you were already like mildly mentally ill, this only put like a giant magnifying glass on it. Right. Exactly. Like all yeah. we've done is just been like 
oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to isolate you and not allow you to do anything and just be stuck with your thoughts all day. Isn't that a great idea? Well, and then even outside of that, you know, the stress of living in, in society is getting worse and worse as people are having more difficulty paying their bills right. and more difficulty, you know, feeding their kids. And that, that sh- those stressors are triggers for a lot of mental health episodes. So Bear I think shelf Biden, right? Oh my God. <laughs> Stop. Stop. All right. So why exactly are there so many people requesting the practice uh, is very uncertain, right? So the, the priests don't know why. I think, just, I, th- I think we just figured it out. I think we just figured it out for them. <laughs> we should send them this episode because no shit, <laughs> this is going to be happening. Uh, though Spanish priests in attendance at the conference indicated that these individuals, quote, have spent time with new age spiritual or meditation groups oh interesting so apparently meditation groups are the reason that people are getting demon possessed yes meditation is also a christian practice christians can meditate i don't know jesus meditated well i've always considered prayer to be a form of meditation especially catholic prayer because i mean you're doing like a rosary 120 times and so you're saying like lord's prayers and hail mary's a whole bunch of times like in this kind of meditative trance like uh position and so i've always kind of considered that a form of meditation so i always think it's kind of weird when it sounds like spanish priests are hating on meditation because it's i always kind of felt like it's the same thing it basically is so but i guess it's meditation and uh crystals are bringing demons to this realm so that's option two now the crystals i am skeptical (laughs) of for sure dude i'm just like there all these people are putting pentagrams on the ground why would they be bring and playing with ouija boards why would this be bringing upon hell all right, those are very different things. There's people that like crystals. The those it's people the are not thing. putting down pentagrams and playing with Ouija boards. And they're like cutting open goats' heads and drinking the blood. Like, why would this bring about demons? Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. That's, that's it's just it's the same it's thing a as crystals. It's yeah. the same thing as crystals. It's, there's zero. Di- I can't see the difference. Yeah. I can't see crystals, the crystals, yoga, meditation. It's the same thing as pentagrams. Ouija boards and goat sacrifice. Well, at least according to these priests. So uh, by taking their grievances public, one hopes that the exorcists can receive the help they need from the Catholic Church, as after all, they are something of a front line in the battle of good versus evil. <laughs> Thank you, Tim Banal. That was Timmy Banal. That ending. was actually a pretty saucy article, dude. It was I a really little bit. appreciated it. It was a little bit. I didn't think the Catholic Church condoned exorcism all that much. So this must not be actually that affiliated with the Catholic Church. Yeah. Yeah. Tim made it seem right. It it very much may not be because there there is a group of priests outside of the Catholic Church at this point who just keep exercising people (laughs) without the authority of the church behind them, which is fun for them. It's a 5000 year tradition, dude. You can't Why stop would you it. Stop. And it's so metal. Have you seen the Exorcist movie? Come on. Yeah, dude. The Exorcist at the beginning <laughs> is a sweet movie. So 
Jumping in, Chris, to our segment for today. Mel's hole in the ground, not on his body. Yes, Mel's hole, which is an alleged bottomless pit. So the way that this started. Go back to the archive, huh? Go back to Art Bell, baby. I love him. Art Bell archive. Yes. This is a February 1997 episode. Okay. Okay. All right, so throwing it back to the 90s. Mel. 90s style. Yeah, Mel Waters was his name. And he sent a fax to Art Bell saying, hey, uh, I live in Ellensburg, Washington. So Washington okay. State. Yeah. And he has a big plot of lands. And right. on that plot of land is a giant hole. A big old hole. And he has not been able to find the bottom of that hole. He's extensively tried to get to the bottom of his giant hole. He has attempted to get to the bottom of this hole through certain methods, which we'll discuss. He okay. has not been able to find a bottom. He is convinced it's bottomless. So... Art I just want to say it. real quick, the amount of faxes that Art Bell must have received is already staggering after two Art Bell archive episodes for me. It's mostly faxes, to it's be honest. almost <laughs> all facts. Faxes were the, the main thoroughfare to get to Art Bell back I in don't the even know how to send a fax. D- are there still fax machines? Can this you still is send a fax? ancient technology from 1997. This is like Egyptians building the pyramids type stuff right? that we're talking about. So this fax machine, uh, somehow Mel sent a message through it, through Arcane Powers. Yes. uh, And Art has him on the show because he's like, I got to talk to this moment. absolutely inexplicable. It's inexplicable. Well, we're not yet, Chris. We're not there yet. Oh. We're going to get there. You haven't even heard it yet. So we're going to start with the basic question. I was referring to the fax machine was inexplicable. Oh, oh, that is inexplicable. (laughs) I agree with that statement. I legitimately don't understand. All right, I want to hear Mel. I want to hear Mel. So, Art's going to ask the very basic question. How'd you find this? How'd you find this alleged hole, hole, right? Yeah. All Uh, right, when uh, did you discover this hole? Well, the hole hole has always been there. We've been out there for a couple of years now, and, uh, you know, the hole has been there since we've been there. It's been there since the previous owner was there, and the previous owner there was quite elderly, and I'd say he was there for a good 30, 40 years before we moved in. Wow. And then... uh, And so there's been a thing of throwing stuff down this hole for a long time. Oh, yeah, it's been been going on, you know, (laughs) for as long as the hole has been there, I assume. So there's this giant hole, and people just keep throwing their junk into it. People just throw their <laughs> trash for decades. For decades. People have been throwing their trash into this hole. It's the it's the local dump for it's him so- and his neighbors. <laughs> He's like, yeah, my neighbors just come in. They, you got a couch thrown in the hole. Dude, but to be fair, I would prefer that country folks had a bottomless hole to throw their trash in. Because it really is sad when you're hiking and you come upon one of these trash pits and there's literally just like fridges and tires and trash in these like huge sections in the middle of the forest. It is kind of sad. So I would prefer that there were a lot of these bottomless holes that people could throw their trash out in the country. It would be nice, and then I guess it just gets disintegrated in the mantle. So th- the thing with that, Chris, though, like if you're throwing a bunch of trash into a hole, right, for decades. Decades. Probably going to fill up at some point. You would you think? think. You would think. You unless would think. it's bottomless. Unless it's bottomless. <laughs> you know, we, we just take all, you know, we take all of our uh, trash, rubbish, anything we have that we have to get rid of, we take it, throw it in the hole. Everyone's throwing their stuff in the hole. <laughs> 
you know, I you know, I got this thinking one day, how come this hole is not filling up? It must be an awfully deep hole. That's a good thing to consider, sure, as you throw stuff in it for decades, literally. <laughs> Never fills up. Never. Which... This hole is truly bottomless. So that is inexplicable, right? Right. So we've got I, this love, I love that Mel is just like, well, everybody else is throwing their trash in the hole. I guess I'm going to throw my trash into the hole. I guess I'll just throw it in, too. We just stopped using the local dump. We just, whenever we got trash, throw it in the hole. Well, and there's probably not um, a garbage man that comes out to his house. So it makes sense. Like when you're out in the country, you got to throw it in your truck. You got to yeah. drive it to the dump. It's a it's pain a in the butt. It's a pain yeah. in the butt. And it's if you dump. just got a bottomless hole, throw the trash in. Much easier. So he got to thinking, how do I find the bottom of this pit, right? Like how right. deep can this possibly go? Yeah. So we put together a little science experiment. Okay. You know, I used to be a, uh, uh, well, I would say pretty close to a professional shark fisherman. So I had a couple of huge uh, uh, fishing reels, went out there and uh, started <laughs> letting the line down. I figure after one. Uh, Did you wait the line? Oh, yeah. There, there's, there's, in fact, the original line is still down there. I have just been adding to the line and keeping track of how much line I have used. <laughs> First, I love that he's a professional shark wrangler. <laughs> that was this man's job, yeah, was yeah. to catch sharks. Yeah. That's incredible. Mel sounds like a fascinating human being. Yeah, I've seen Jaws, man. A shark catcher, terrifying yeah. individual. Very Absolutely interesting, though. terrifying. But he does know about black holes. That's a that's a reference to the um, the famous uh, speech given by uh, oh what was the captain's name? It's escaping me right now. But it's like you ever seen a shark's eyes? He's got dog's eyes. Uh, I I remember that mainly from the Always Sunny Philadelphia episode, right, where Charlie right. does that. Have you ever seen a rat's eyes? Have you ever seen a rat? <laughs> Are you doing Jaws right now? <laughs> so. He's got this hole. He puts his fishing line down and it's just fishing line. Yeah. So obviously he keeps on. He's been adding now to it for years, apparently. Yeah. It just keeps putting it down and just keeps adding more line. And it's, it's still there right now as he's on the phone, that fishing pole is just hanging out over the hole. He set it up. Um, But before we get to how much lines down there, you got to ask the obvious question, man. You ever heard anything down in that hole? Ooh. Have you ever heard anything coming from any sounds or anything um well you know i mean the normal thing to do is kind of like yell into it there to, you know to see an echo and i've never heard an echo come out of that thing no echo at all uh you know that's one of the first things i noticed about it I, as usual i brought the dogs with me uh, they wouldn't go anywhere near the damn thing they wouldn't go near the hole yeah. So I'm thinking what Art was kind of thinking about there was for a while on his show, he was playing this recording that was allegedly uh, tape recorded in a very, very deep mine shaft, like one of the deepest mine shafts ever over in Russia. And it's, right, yeah. it was a recording of people like kind of screaming. So the whole thing was that like we recorded this thing super deep in the earth and we recorded hell. Right. So I think Art was thinking, you know, maybe one, there's a monster or two, can you actually hear hell? From yeah. this bottomless pit. There's, there's tormented screams coming up from this hole. But yeah. there's silence. Exactly. Just pure silence. Which, no you know, echoes, no yeah. nothing. As a metaphor for death, potentially that is the better option. That is the uh, better option. Yeah. And that recording has since been debunked in the internet age. Um, right. So now let's get back to the fishing line, right? 
Okay. How far is this going down? Because right now, all we know is there's, there's pretty deep hole. It's right? a deep hole. It's That's a deep know. hole. I don't know how, how much fishing line has this man used up over the years. We're about to find out. Well, I, I'm going. I'm me, I'm measuring it by feet. You know, I convert feet to yards, so I don't know sure. how many miles that is. I assume that's it's uh, a fair number of miles, though. Well, five thousand two hundred eighty feet uh, is a mile. So you got you, you really think you've got eighty thousand? Yes. Yeah, I I uh, get uh, line in five thousand yard spools, and so I'm <laughs> I've gone through that many. Well, uh, you have got a hole then that goes. Well, you know, you can't say to the center of the earth, but you've got a hole that goes miles and miles and miles into the earth. So he's claiming that it's a 15-mile deep hole. 15 miles? So 15 how does miles. he How does he know that it's just not like all the line isn't just collecting at the bottom of this hole? So we'll actually get to that with the callers because the callers got a lot of questions. But basically what he says is that it's been dropping straight down into the hole um, uh -huh. and he hasn't seen any sign that it's getting caught on anything. Okay. All yeah. right. Because that was my immediate thought. I was yeah. like, this dude is just, <laughs> there's just a giant pile of twine at the bottom of this hole collecting. And he's just like, it just keeps on going. It just keeps on going. Very perceptive. That is going to be brought up by a lot of the callers. Okay, uh, all right. And they, they will discuss, because it's basically the call-ins turn into a bunch of guys, like, standing around a car, just being like, yeah, well, it could be the carburetor. Yeah, it's just a bunch of people right. calling in and being right. like, well, is, is it just kind of catching down there? Or, you know, it's it's pretty fun. So I love that. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, King of the Hill and the four guys drinking out, just saying, yep, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, and that's basically what what happens with the college. So I can't well, wait. That's so oh, exciting. Yeah. So he does another science experiment, right? Because okay. he wants to know: is there water down there? Okay. So, like, am I hitting a water table or something like that? Right. Uh, which would be smart to know because then you would essentially be polluting your own drinking water potentially yeah. if there's water with you all that stuff down trash. There. <laughs> yes, just full of trash. So he comes up with a pretty ingenious solution that he learned from his shark fishing days. What I did is I sent down a roll of lifesavers. Lifesavers? Uh, yeah, so when it hits the water, the, the lifesavers will dissolve. That's true. Oh, I see. So very smart. So yeah, they... it's an old shark fisherman's trick there. We used, to, we used to send our bait out on a balloon attached to a roll of lifesavers, and the bait would go out into the ocean on the tide. Yeah. And then eventually the lifesavers would melt and the, shark, the bait would fall to the... Uh, to the bottom <laughs> so he puts a roll of lifesavers on the end of his line and then drops that down as far as he can right and then if it comes back up and it's disintegrated he hit water okay comes back Got completely it. dry so he's like there's no water down there because there's it, no the water down dry. there yeah right so he's not hitting a water table that he can okay. tell right so from here art does the the classic answer to this problem right you got to put someone down the hole you got to go into the hole. We got to go into the hole. It's the only yeah. answer. That's point. the only answer we have. You have to rappel down into this thing. Yes. Clearly, that's how we do it. What we need here is a volunteer. <laughs> Real, I'm serious. Somebody who would be willing to be lowered in, in, into this hole. Um, well, I, I don't, you know, to be honest with you, I don't even know if there's any air down that far. Which is my favorite That's answer. True. I was going to say, dude, if it's 15 miles down, this thing would w crush you. You would be crushed by the weight of the earth. 
going 15 miles down into the core. Oh, uh, yeah. That or would not. the mantle, I guess. It wouldn't be yeah. the core, but good God. Yeah, you would go very far down. Now, what's what's kind of fun about this being, you know, 1990, well, what did I say, 7, 98? Yeah, um, we didn't have drones back then. Right. So nowadays you couldn't have this fun of a, a little conspiracy going on because you'd be like, you just well, send just a buy a drone, drone down there. Yeah, just buy a drone, see how far it goes down and like see right. what you see. But here's a situation where it's just some guy, all he's got is fishing line, can't get down to the hole. Uh, and there's really no way for him to tell where the bottom is. Right. So and he gets a whole episode of Coast to Coast AM. Yes, you would you wouldn't be able to do that anymore, man. No, this is, you couldn't do that. This is this is classic '97, dude. You know, I, I think we've lost something in the technological age that we yes. aren't able to do things like this. Yeah, there's an air of mystery. There's an air of grandeur, mm-hmm. and I mean, this is a true mystery. It is, and we're going to add to that mystery because we got a bit of a pet cemetery situation for any of the Stephen King fans out there. Oh God, someone threw their dead animal into this hole. Okay. We're going to find out what happens. This, this could be an apocryphal story, but one guy claims that he threw his uh, departed canine down into the hole. Oh, really? And uh, he swear. well, the story is the guy that did it swears the, the dog actually came back to him. And uh, he was a really? hunter. He was a hunter. The story is that he was a hunter, and he was out there hunting, hunting and he saw the same dog he had the same collar. He had the same little, uh, what is that, little metal thing on his collar there. And uh, he said it was the same dog. And he says he knew he threw the dog into the hole. Dog came back. Dog came back. Dog came back. Oh, my God, dude. It is a pet cemetery. It's man. pet cemetery. Dude, Stephen King, like, well, I think, ah, dude, when was Pet Cemetery written? Man? So I looked at this up. Pet okay. Cemetery was written in the early 80s. It was 1983. Okay. okay. So it was much before this. It was about 15 years prior to this call right. that Pet Cemetery was written. For those who haven't read or watched Pet Cemetery, Pet Cemetery is about a man who buries his child's cats in an old uh, Pet Cemetery that was built on Native American burial grounds. And yeah. the cat comes back. And it's really mean. And then hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. And you know what? Here's where I'm kind of starting to get critical as I'm listening to this, right? Because then he brings up Native American land. And I'm like, did you just read Pet Cemetery? And you're like, let's do that. Let's do that. I'm going to do, I got a big hole in the grounds. Let's just do a Pet Cemetery thing. You know, as you can well imagine, this is all uh, uh, Native American land around here. And so one of the lines of inquiries I'd like to make is, you know, uh, is there anything about this hole in regards to the Native Americans? Um, you know, that's that's something I haven't really pursued right now. But so he's working on it. It's a theory. Yeah, if you, if this is a very old hole, there has to be some Native American legends around it. Mm-hmm. You would think so. You would think so. Because I, I also have a hard time imagining that a giant bottomless hole just pops up. Uh, it it would have to be some sort of formation, right? It could be like a sinkhole or something. Yeah, but even sinkholes are never that deep. Uh, I haven't studied sinkholes extensively, so I I can't say. The only explanation is the paranormal, I think. Yes. Yeah. So, and if you're throwing animals down, they come back, then yeah, that's pretty paranormal. What an interesting 
uh, human being who's like, you know what I'm going to do with my dead dog? I'm going to go throw it into that big hole. I am wondering about that because, you know, that's an interesting story. But what is wrong with the person who's like, I'm throwing my dog in the hole? I'm throwing my dog in the hole. And granted, it is a dead dog. But I'm like that. You bury your dog. Did you not love your dog? You bury your dog or you give it to your vet to cremate or something. Yeah, you do something. You don't throw it into a giant hole on somebody else's land. Yeah, your neighbor sounds like a really bad person if he's bringing his dead animal and throwing it in your property. It's shocking. Yeah. It's inexplicable. That is, yeah, that the behavior of that man is the most inexplicable thing about this story. Dude, uh, you, you probably get a little, uh, you get a strange breed in Washington State, I imagine. Especially you do. Especially the further you get away from the coast. You do. And, when you know, Mel's like, this could be apocryphal. He's pretending like he's not putting that much stock into it. But his tune changes a little bit when he says that uh, he's made plans for him to be thrown down into the hole. <laughs> if you had a fatal disease, Mel, yeah. would you jump in the hole? I would. You would? It is in my will what? that I meet my demise that, that you would be thrown in the hole, disposed of into the well. I'm not sure the health department would allow that. <laughs> That's too good, dude. I love that he explicitly put it into the will, dude. And I also loved Art's response of like, I don't think the health department's going to let them fly. I dude. don't know if they're going to let you do that, man. Well, and then Mel kind of tries to argue with him for a second about it. And then uh, he's like, no, you can't just throw a dead body into a hole, even if it is on your land. He's like, it's my land. I can do what I want. It's my land. It's my will. I can do whatever I want. This is America. Yeah. And that's when he goes back to the water table. Like there is a water table below your lands you'd be polluting the water that people are drinking, right? I believe they call it an aquifer. Yes. So we're going to get to some of the callers, Chris. Okay. And number one, we got a guy calling in with a lot of hole stats. <laughs> guy knows his holes. This guy knows his holes. All he right, says, I, I'm about to be schooled. My boy Art's talking holes. I got the data. I, I got, I'm listening <laughs> at 2 a.m. in the morning. I finally get to use my expertise in something I care about. This is my moment. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to this. Very interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, I just wanted to let you know, I looked up an encyclopedia, and the Marianas Trench, which is the deepest hole we know about. That's in the ocean, right? Right. It's 36,000 feet deep. So this is, well, uh, certainly over double that already. Right. And it also says undermining that with current technology, we can only go down about 1,600 feet. Wow. Wow. That's great. That is great. So, so you've, you've got something here that already qualifies for Guinness. That yeah, is that, wonderful. That, so with current technology... <laughs> I like the guys good. trying to debunk Mel, and Mel's like, no, this is great information. I can't believe my hole is like 60 times deeper than anything human made yeah so human made 1600 feet he's claiming 80,000 feet right which is insane and yeah, yeah. he's just taking it's like oh wow that means that this is a really impressive this it's real my hole is awesome i have a great hole number one hole in the world deeper than the marianas trench man yeah uh, like almost three times bigger 
Yeah. And Art's going for it, too. He's like, that is a Guinness hole right there, buddy. Yeah, you got a giant hole, Mel. We got a good hole going on. That's such but, a big hole, Mel. And, you know, Art, once again, comes right back to it. We got to put someone down this hole. Yeah, we got to put somebody in the hole. Why is no one in this hole yet? Why haven't you sent anyone down this hole? But I want to know, I inquiring minds want to know, I would think even if we just had somebody lowered past the 1,600-foot mark to see what's down there. That, that would be cool, but it wouldn't be me. So Mel's not down. Yeah. Uh, Mel's like, no, only my dead body is going down this hole. And a live Mel does not go down this hole. Does not. Not down uh, unless he's dying, I think. Or actually, probably not if he's dying, just when he's dead is what it sounds like. Yeah. So it's post death. He goes down this hole. All right. So obviously art keeps coming back to, we got to send someone down this, right, Chris, we got to send somebody down into this hole. We have to send someone down and someone calls in and says, you know what? I'm down. I volunteer as tribute. I'm the guy that's going to go down into this hole. Put me in coach is what this caller is about to say. Oh my God. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, um, that, um, you, uh, would like somebody to be lowered down into the hole. That's I, right. I would be willing to do that. See, there you go, sir, a volunteer. We've um, got a volunteer. I mean, obviously under certain conditions. Like what? Um, just a cage, for one. A cage? Yeah, just in the event that uh, there's some kind of weird subterranean thing eating all of this garbage down there. Obviously, I would want to be in some kind of a cage. Well, and, uh, what makes you think, though, that anything that could gobble up say a refrigerator uh-huh. wouldn't get the cage well i would have a obviously a very powerful light and i'd be able to see it at some point before it's too late so we'd have radio contact with you and we could hear you scream at least yeah yeah dude art really was a class act dude he's I mean, he's pretty funny yeah that was awesome i think that's the best thing about art is that he really just plays along with it it doesn't yeah. really matter if it's real or not he's just yeah. having fun yeah, like, he's just like, well, dude, what about the giant monster? You don't think the giant monster could eat your cage? Come on. You moron. <laughs> well, we would hear your screams through the radio. Yeah. And they, they stay on the monster for a bit, and the guy's like, well, then I'll just have, like, an up button. It'll be a really fast up button, and then if I see a monster, I just click up, and then I'll escape. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so, they just go down a, a, a monster rabbit hole for a couple of minutes. Yeah, so it, it has escalated a bit because we started out with I have a, a, a hole that I don't think has a bottom, and we are now at the point where uh, there is uh, potential paranormal activity around dead creatures coming back and yes. potential monsters. So and trash-eating monsters. It's kind of like a Star Wars Episode Four situation where they get caught in the trash oh yeah the trash compactor yeah the trash compactor yeah yeah i think that's kind of what what might be down there right you got to be careful for trash monsters in giant holes that's uh i remember reading that somewhere yeah kind of like a gorlack pit situation you know yeah right Yeah. yeah okay okay so we got a giant hole in this man's yard they're throwing trash in it they're throwing dead dogs into it nobody's been down there. We got a volunteer. What else could we possibly know about this hole? Well, Mel has a theory about this hole. Okay. Because he's been thinking a lot about the pyramids. 
and the stars. <laughs> he's just pulling everything into this hole. Huh? And he's like, let's let's build this story. Let's build this canon yeah, as right. we go. Because maybe it's got something to do with pyramids. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. All right, go. You know, when I was, was out there this evening, it's uh, kind of a sort of a full moon out there. And one, one of the things that occurred to me is maybe this has some sort of astronomical type uh, type thing. What do you mean, though? Well, you know, it's like, you know, how, uh, you know, the, the various pyramids and things in Egypt, you know, are supposed to be lined up on various star systems or whatever. Well, was it a thing like where the moonlight was shining into the hole? Well, no, but I, you know, I just, you know, happened to notice, you know, the, the full moon and all yeah, of a sudden moon, to right? sort of uh, put two and two together there, you know. You've like, never felt drawn to the hole uh, personally, have you? I mean, in terms of, you know. Uh, uh, you mean in terms of some sort of spiritual involvement or. No, uh, suicide, no. Suicide. Uh, no, oh, oh, no, no, the, uh, the, the, the uh, I mean, I keep I keep the lid on it there because it's an attractive nuisance. So maybe it's got something to do with the moon. I love I love it. But he's like, I'm talking to you right now, and I'm looking at the moon, and I'm thinking, what if the moon <laughs> is the hole, and uh, and uh, Egypt, and the Egyptians and the pyramids, and so that, again, it's all connected yeah. somehow. I love that he just looked at the moon and started putting all this together while he's talking to art because I mean, he literally says i thought of this today when i looked up at the full moon yeah what if it's got something to do with that and right. art's like what would it have to do with that yeah. i love it dude i mean true crank style dude that, that's the most style you're you're getting live crank logic you know yeah. it's like let think this through with me yeah. It makes zero sense because the pyramids at least are like aligned to true north, as we learned on our Graham Hancock episode. Yeah, this is just dude. a circular hole. Yeah, this is just what would a- that have to do with anything? Well, uh, I'm looking at the moon right now and I'm thinking moon, hole, pyramids, Egypt, Orion's belt. This is all making sense to me. Are you following? Or should I talk slower? <laughs> Art's just like, dude, you listen, I talked to a lot of crazy people. You lost me. Yeah, this yeah, well, this is a little wackadoo. So after after that, we get into a, a bit of a problem. Mel might actually be doing some serious polluting down this hole. That right. could be a bit of a concern. He's he's pouring his motor oil down into this hole. Dude, you joke. <laughs> It's it's that bad. <laughs> hear it going down, probably bouncing off the walls or something, but you never hear a splash. You, you never hear a splash. I, I've even taken, like, uh, old television tubes, you know, the picture tubes. and You've you know, dropped oh, picture tubes down yeah, there? Yeah, I've dropped, I've dropped, I hate to say this here, but I've dropped more than one of them down there, and uh, uh, I've never heard it implode or anything, uh, nothing. EPA, you probably shouldn't say that on the air. Well, uh, they'll come and get you for that. I mean, TV tubes. So I had to look this up because I was like, what is a TV tube? Yeah, there's tube? like serious like uh, gases, like noble gases in those TV tubes, right? Yeah, and toxic metals. There's like lead and a bunch of stuff like that. Like you have <laughs> to, 
properly. It's like a, it's actually a huge issue today because we've got all these old TVs and you can't put them in the dump right. because it has toxic, toxic gases, toxic metals in them. Oh um, my God. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm just throwing them below ground. Which, just once again, them in, just <laughs> toss them into the hole. <laughs> once again, people's drinking water is below ground. You can't throw lead down there. <laughs> it's just, uh, oh, we're going to start hearing like about all these, uh, crazy like cancers and stuff happening in washington around mel's hole and it's just like well we we know the reason why yeah this guy well, was just throwing radioactive trash <laughs> into a hole in his backyard yeah this this one like douchebag was poisoning the entire community the whole he was like, town dude. well if i drop this i wonder if i hear a crash it's an Aaron Brockovich situation. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. Can't say that on the air, man. Cannot yeah, say that on the uh, air. Yeah, dude. You just told you on yourself to the uh, listen. I don't think that the federal government listens to coast to coast AM all that much, to be honest. I don't think they do. Uh, but it, it would be funny if if they did, which yeah. at the end, we will we will find out if the feds were listening. Oh, we will. We will get to that. That was uh, serendipitous of you to say, Chris. Okay. Okay. So next up, you know, we, we've been teasing monsters. So we're going to yes. kind of go down that train, right? Like most yeah. coast to coast, the colors kind of get on a theme. They get on a theme and they cannot get off that uh, hamster wheel. Yeah. And we are on the hamster wheel of there is a monster in your hole. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do have a question for Mel. You're a fisherman, right? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever felt a tug on the line? And if you did, what would you do? Uh, well, I, I don't have a hook on it. There's just a large, uh, there's a one pound weight. Yeah, but uh, she's, she's saying if something obviously was pulling on that line. Um, what would I do? Yeah. What would you do? I, 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 I. <laughs> I'd run. Yeah. Just in case. You gotta bail. <laughs> you gotta bail. She's gotta teasing bail. a little bit, but we all know what she's thinking. There's a monster down there. There's a monster down there. You know. And it's going to start tugging on that line soon enough. And you know, to, to call back to the Reptoids episode, Chris, could be a Reptoid in the Hall of Earth. Could be a Reptoid. Though, dude, for some reason, for whatever reason, I'm thinking more of like a kaiju down this hole. Like oh. a giant monster. Like a giant under-Earth monster. I that don't would know be interesting. why that was the monster in my head. But uh, I, I think it could be the Reptoids. I mean, we, we'll have to send another email to John Rhodes and ask him, do you think there's reptoids living in Mel's hole? I have emailed John Rhodes multiple times. He has not gotten back. He to hasn't me. gotten back to us yet. I've sent him three emails. <laughs> oh my! Listen, John, just just answer our emails, man. Just you know, yeah. It's every time I email him, and I'm like, this one's gonna get him, and he has not responded once. John, we put your name in our email title. We know you found it. Listen to or respond to our emails well and i'm not even being facetious i actually have questions about his lore and i want them clarified that's right it's upsetting it's upsetting so chris back to your first question the thing you asked immediately about the fishing line what if it's just spooling up down there at the it's bottom? just it's just going around in circles now and this dude literally has <laughs> miles upon miles of twine in this hole <laughs> so we have a caller who finally calls in and asks this quite deductive question okay 
Well, I was wondering about uh, how much does 15 uh, miles of fishing line weigh? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just letting that sucker go down. I have not well, realized What if it. you've already hit the bottom and you got uh, a pound of fishing line on it? You That's right. letting it down. Yeah, I, I, should, uh, the bottom. I, sh- I should weigh one of those uh, spools because I'm, I'm getting them in 5,000-yard spools. So, so in other words, it could be it could have hit bottom some time ago and simply the, the pure weight of the line. Right. So the idea being that you've had so much line on it that the line itself carries weight, which is going to weigh right. down the rest of the line. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's just spooling up. Yeah, it's just there. He just has a giant... This thing is maybe 25, 30 feet deep, and he just has a gigantic pile of line down there just spooling. Because that is that is an option for this, right? One of the theories about what Mel's Hole actually was was just a mine shaft, and it just kind of inspired this guy to call in and like, yeah, maybe he did put some line down, and it was just spooling so up. You used was as a verb. We know what Mel's Hole is now, don't we? No, we have no idea. What? It's an urban legend now. You didn't look up to see if anybody's done anything with Mel's Hole? People have attempted to find it. No one's ever been able to find it. Oh, um, and Mel won't, probably won't give, like, the geolocation of it. He will not tell where he is. Uh, okay. He's in Ellensburg, Washington. There is a mine shaft on someone's land in Ellensburg, Washington that potentially could have inspired this. Okay. Um, but it's definitely not bottomless, and it's very clear it's not bottomless. The other thing is that there's no one named Mel Waters that lived in Ellensburg, Washington at this time. What? Yeah. So is this dude completely making this up? There is a very strong possibility that every bit of this is completely made up. Wow. Yeah. Like, there, I was going to say, being a shark fisherman sounds like a <laughs> fake job. Does sound pretty fake. He just this guy just watched too many movies. He watched the Pet Cemetery movie, which came out uh, pretty recently uh, at this time, and he watched Jaws, and he just combined them. And yeah, he's just like <laughs> five thousand yards spools of uh, shark twine. Like yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, no one's ever been able to find it. They have not been able to find Mel. He's called in multiple times. There's about three episodes of Mel. Uh, at one point, he moves to Australia. Um, he had to get away from the hole. He had to get away from the hole. It seemed like there was some sort of radiation that he was claiming was hitting him, and it was making him ill. So he moved away from oh, the hole. Okay. Yeah. Oh so that's just a little backstory. The, oh, yeah. I feel dirty, dude. Yeah. I feel absolutely dirty. So there are alternative <laughs> theories, though, that we will get to as to why no one's found the hole yet. Okay. But classic skeptic thinking, which, you know, hate them, uh, yeah, say hate that it's just skeptics. a guy that called in and it's all made up. One of the big right. things, too, is that he claims that the, the people of Ellensburg and definitely his direct neighbors all know about the bottomless hole. Uh, there were a lot of inquiries into the region after this broadcast, and right. no one Naturally. was able to find anyone who knew anything about a bottomless hole. Nobody knew Mel's hole. No one knew Mel's hole. No one yeah. knew Mel. In checking tax records, there was no Mel Waters. There was no Mel. Mm-mm. This is all freaking me out, dude. <laughs> We're not even to the weirdest part yet. Okay. All right. So number one question, right? Because let's we're 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 gonna ground this, right? You yeah. got all this line. You're claiming it's going eighty thousand feet deep. Line can only carry so much tension. Right. The line itself has weight. Right. Why isn't this sucker snapped yet? Yeah. I'm using twenty pound. I, 20 I couldn't pounds. afford to you go think much you have higher. Twenty pounds of line on it already. Oh, pardon me. Do you think you have twenty pounds of line 
in the oh, hole already. I'm, I'm sure there's more line more line than that. It would break by then. You know, we're 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 talking uh, how many how many? Uh, there must be a lot of tension. I've about on twenty spools of line. A lot of tension on that. Yeah. Twenty spools of line on there. Wow. And it's still hanging on there. At which point it should snap, based on what he's saying. Well, and that I mean that just goes to our theory that it's just down the bottom, just spooling up. If this even exists at all in the first place. If it's even there, if any of this is even happening. If he's even done this experiment, dude. Which he may not have. He could have just called in and be like, this is a funny story. This is a funny story. I'm a shark fisherman that has an endless hole in his backyard. Yeah. So back to putting people down there because we cannot escape this idea. No. Art, Art is totally into having somebody go down this hole. Yeah. And he starts bringing up Geraldo Rivera as someone to put down. <laughs> So he's going to go with that into TV personalities. Yeah. Mel, I say that we got to put a person down there, a volunteer. Not a cat. No, not no a cat. cat. No cats. But but a person, maybe like a media person, uh, uh, one of these anchors from maybe one of the Seattle Como stations or something, mm. you know, lower them down. Oh, boy. Um <laughs> uh, so, and then he goes on to be like, we should get Geraldo Rivera to do a special at your about Mel's hole. And you want to know why I'm further not believing Mel? Mel says no. He says, no, I don't want Geraldo Rivera. I watched the Jimmy Hoffa special. He opens up the underground bunker. Nobody. 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 Didn't he also do like King, King Tut as well? And it was a big, big nothing burger. Uh, I don't know about that one. I that think he's st- he's done a couple. It was a, it was one in Egypt that he did that there was like nothing inside of the the tomb. They sent Geraldo to Egypt. I think it was Geraldo. I don't think I'm making that up. I'll fact check myself. I'll report back. Yeah, report back on that one. I yeah. was gonna say we may need to do an episode about that. Yeah, I think there was a you know I love the '80s <laughs> episode or something where that happened. So <laughs> that's that's gonna pretty much wrap up mel's holes story right right but there's there's one more bit that i wanted to share with you okay and this is from the next episode of coast to coast am all right where mel comes on the very next episode of coast to coast am maybe not very next but soon after it was like within a week i believe And, and art might actually mention it in this clip how long ago but it was it was very soon after mel's hole occurred he got another fax from Mel that he read okay. on the air. So this is a separate episode now that we're that we're going to pull this clip from. Mel's Hole Part 2. I get the following fax earlier today, Art. You're receiving this fax simultaneously with a fax I attempted to send you earlier today. Much has developed since the first fax. I'll try to explain as rationally as possible what has transpired since my earlier fax. Around 1 p.m., I drove to Yakima to shop at the Costco there. On my way back, I decided to stop at the property. When I got there, my access road was blocked by military personnel that were armed. I noticed that several pieces of yellow gear had entered and exited my property based on the direction of their thread. I asked one of the guards, what's going on? He said there was a plane crash on the property. I said, well, that's strange. I told him there's no smoke. I don't see any in the distance. He asked who I was, and I let him know I own the property. I then asked to talk to the officer in charge. 
a non-uniformed man came up to my suburban and let me know that I won't have access to my property until the crash has been completely investigated. I mentioned the yellow gear and the lack of smoke and that they were on my property. I was told by this man that it's not necessarily my property and that it would be very easy to find a drug lab on my property. Well, I got the drift. Oh, my gosh, dude. This is the men in black, right? It's definitely the men in black. And to answer your question, do the feds listen to Coast to Coast AM? Apparently they do. A hundred percent. Well, you know, I was thinking about it after I said it, because I remember the scene in Men in Black, the Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith movie, where Tommy Lee Jones goes to the newsstand and picks up all the like national inquirers and all the like paranormal bat boy newspapers Mm -hmm. and starts going through them and reading them so like if there was a men in black they would almost assuredly listen to coast to coast am yeah because you're gonna get a lot of quacks but if you know a little if you know five percent of it's real right got your hot lead and look now the now the men in black are going to mel's hole to go check it out oh my gosh dude what if these are like the ufo holes that well, John Rhodes was talking about. Well, Chris, there's a there's a last part to this fact that we have not played yet. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, I talked to one of my neighbors earlier today, and he told me something very interesting. He said that some time ago, he was driving up to the hole at night and thought he saw the most bizarre thing. He said he saw a beam of solid black coming out of the then uncovered hole. I said, what do you mean? He said he saw something blacker than black coming out of the hole, like a searchlight reaching into the sky as far as he could see. So there you have it. There there actually is more. Something was down there and was shooting up a black beam. Oh, my gosh, dude. He had this hole in his backyard and somehow tied together about six or seven different paranormal conspiratorial theories into this one hole. What it a genius. Ma- it's a master class. Yeah. And because he started with something so simple, which is there's a hole in my backyard. Yes. And I just, I don't know if it has a bottom. Right. And then he builds it into this narrative and, and the listeners themselves help build the narrative as well. Right. And by the end of it, you know, after he's done, he emails them and then makes it even crazier. Like the, right. the feds have come and they've taken over my property and I can't get to the hole. And now there's an inexplicable beam coming out of the hole, which is one of the theories as to why this hole can't be found is because the feds have put some sort of site on top of it and you can't right. actually get to the hole anymore. Yeah. right so go and try and find this this hole you're not going to find it you're it's not going to find it because it's it's protected by the secret organizations within the federal government exactly now now chris the skeptical view of this uh number one local news reporters went out and investigated these claims after uh this broadcast occurred and that was where they found that there's no mel waters living anywhere inside the county right okay Back so when local journalists did real work. Back when local journalists existed, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Back when they were hitting the pavement, 
Finding the facts. What, what, shoe leather reporters. Shoe leather reporting, baby. Yes, dude. So, I love it, dude. They also couldn't find anyone that knew anything about it. And then in speaking with the Department of Natural Resources, uh, apparently a hole like this is technically geologically impossible because it would collapse in on itself from the sheer force. Right. Uh, there's a reason why you can't build a hole that deep. It, it's because you can't keep it open. Yeah, right. Well, now, and but that's what the government wants you to think, dude. That is what the government wants you to think. So the only evidence that has ever existed of Mel's hole being real are these broadcasts really yeah there's nothing else nothing else out there uh, art never convinced mel to go out and put somebody down this hole no 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 one ever went down the hole uh i believe the way that the the story ends is that mel moves to australia and they essentially gets kicked off his land by the government so right there are, there are two more broadcasts with arts where mel comes on uh i think the last one was in like 2002 okay yeah so there is a saga, a trilogy. Man, I thought we were going to have a little wrap up on this, dude, but it's still still floating out there in the mysterious ether, huh? I left you on a bit of a cliffhanger there. Yeah, dude, you really <laughs> did. You really I did. I thought that was a great way of it. I didn't want to leave it just like wrapping up. I want to leave no, it on. Dude. The military no. took the hole. Yeah. They so, took the hole, dude. That, uh, yeah. That Mel Waters was about to find those reptoids that John Rhodes was warning us about. He was so close to it. If only he had gone down. Mate, you only should have done put a little note on the end of the right. string. Yeah. And then see if someone writes back. Yeah. There That's you go. Move. That would have been smart. That would or have been fun send a fax. <laughs> However, those work. However, those work. I would think you could say bottom of hole. <laughs> Send facts. You know, I, that's, that's how as, that works, right? As far as I know, that is how a fax could possibly yeah, work. That's how that works. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh man, Paul, what a what a fascinating. You you know, you tell me before we start recording what we're going to talk about. You don't give me a lot of the facts and a lot of the data. You know, Jason the horse. I was like a guy who thinks he's a horse that can't be any good. Harlot the witch. Some woman who thinks she's a satanic witch. I'm a little interested, but maybe it's not that good. Mel's hole. Some guy has a hole that he can't find the bottom to. And I'm just, I'm always like, this can't be any good. And it ends up being so incredible. It never disappoints. It, it never disappoints because these people are truly fascinating. It's so interesting. It's so, and I, the thing that makes me really happy too is just the, the people calling in who are just so intrigued and like yes. want to, to take part in the story. And yes. I think that's something that Art Bell always knew. And, and he talked about this as well as he's like, I'm not news, I'm entertainment. Right. And I found this very entertaining. Though, to be fair, in our modern era, dude, they aren't, you know, newscasters aren't news either. Their entertainment. They literally took a note from Art Bell and George Nori. They said, yeah. people don't want to know facts. They want to be entertained. That's a conversation for another time. Oh, okay. That's a different <laughs> rabbit hole. That's a different Mel's hole to go down. That's <laughs> You're going to have to give me one of those Hollywood conspiracies soon because oh, uh, yeah. I'll be able to tie it in through there. I'll see if I can find a good one for you. Yeah. So, Chris... On a scale of one to five bottomless pits, what do you give Mel's hole? 
I, I, so I think I'm only going to give him a two, uh, two pits on this one. Uh, I'm starting to suspect that there was never actually a hole and this guy completely made it all up. I, I agree with you. I'm going to give him four bottomless pits. Not because I think it's real. Cause I loved his narrative arc. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, whew, like burn. we were talking about in one of the last episodes, it's a yes and situation. Yeah. And Mel, when you have a bottomless hole, you can literally yes. And until you die and get thrown into the hole. And just the whole thing where he didn't say anything about the government being aware of it. He does mention the episode that he told a university about it, but they didn't believe him. And then he faxes art a few days later and says the feds were here. Yeah. And that is like, whoo, that's plot twist. Yeah. I, plot twist. I just appreciate the work he did. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to give him a couple points for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, dude, we have, um, we have Homer's and, and uh, Virgil's amongst us everywhere. Yes, we only have true. to look for them. You just got to look. Well, that has been the story of Mel Hole, Mel's Hole from uh, the Art Bell Archives. We really appreciate you listening and uh, be on the lookout for bottomless pits in your backyard because I guess they can just pop up. Uh, this has been Coast to Coast PM. Have a great rest of your day. Later. <laughs>